Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. This is Creepy Stories 2023. I'm so sorry that I've been gone for so long. Um, it's been a couple of months. I've been very bad. I don't know what to do with this podcast. I mean, I do have some listeners, but I mean, I feel like I don't know what to do, you know? Like, I don't know. Do I keep doing paranormal sporadically? I mean, I used to do true crime, but honestly, I was obsessed with true crime like every basic person. No offense if you're basic, because I'm basic too. But um, we can be basic together. But um, I, I, I've, I'm no longer into true crime. Like, I don't know. Now the thought of like listening to gruesome things that people have gone through now creeps me out. Like, yeah, I used to get in the car in the morning like, at 6.45, headed to work, excited, turn on my true crime the most gory things and not like I found like everyone is just fascinating you know it wasn't like it got a, you know it was cool but it was fascinating to listen to now I'm like I'm I don't want to listen to that right now like or ever and I don't know so I don't know where to go with this but we'll see thank you for listening and hopefully you have a great Halloween if you celebrate it I'm sure you do if you're listening to this October 28th and day of the dead is coming up maybe I'll talk about it later thank you tune in Okay, so we lived across the street from each other. Eventually, Linda and her family moved out. They built their own home, and on they went. And we bought another house. Well, my parents did, and then we moved to another place. But anyway, they've known each other since, like, the 90s. So Linda has had weird experiences, um, particularly two that I know of and that I'm going to tell you. So she told my mother that one time she... She has, well, let me say, she has like three boys and a daughter and her kids obviously were rambunctious and a little hyperactive running around the house, especially her boys. Um, And she stated that one day she saw her kid, what she thought was her kid, mind you, he was probably like a teenager at this point, run across the house in the kitchen and she like swang at him. (laughs) Mexican moms don't annoy them because they will smack you with something with usually it's a chancla it's it was a sandal or a shoe or a broom whatever but i mean it's part of just mexican parenting so she's like whacked him like stop running in the house you know not like you know abuse but you know what i mean like stop running in the house and her hand went through this boy like there was nothing freaked her the hell out she states and that that happened like that is i wasn't imagining things i told him stop running and then her hand went through the body obviously she doesn't remember what he looked like exactly but she saw she smacked the back of what whom she thought was her son and there was nothing it was a ghost in her house that was really weird So another thing that happened to Linda was that she bought this one vehicle at one point in her life and things started happening with that car. There was something strange about that vehicle. Um, I think personally that Linda had some sort of sensitivity to the other side based on um, her exposure or the things that have happened to her. Moreover, she's quite a religious person. You know, she's Roman Catholic 
So it's not like she's a full-on believer, I suppose, of the paranormal. Anyway, she bought this one vehicle and she said that several things would happen with that car, like random stuff. Like that when she would be driving, she would feel like someone like, you know, when kids are in the back seat and you're in the front and they're like kicking and pushing the seat, the back of your seat forward, that she would feel that like a child would be pushing the back of her, they would kick her seat. However, she was alone when this would happen. Like it wouldn't, it wasn't her children. That was freaky. One day she said that one of her neighbors told her, Hey, Linda, I saw this little girl inside your car. I thought you had left your daughter in there. And Linda, I'm getting goosebumps. And then Linda was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like my daughter, what? She was nowhere near inside the car by it herself that's weird you know the car by the way was like parked outside of her house you know like in her driveway and the neighbor told her yeah yeah i had seen her like and then this is not the first time i had seen like a child it looks like a child inside your car like looking through the window of the vehicle that was creepy like linda freaked out like she should um instead of having her car saged or anything of that nature she immediately sold it like she believed she knew that it was probably true because like i said she had experienced weird things in the car moreover that car like weird vibes and then that pushing like she felt like there was a kid kicking the back of her seat when she was driving alone she got freaked the fuck out and she sold it i would have too let me apologize right now if i have said these stories in other episodes i'm sorry i don't remember i don't think so i was trying to remember very hard like laura you're only gonna tell stories that you haven't told and i think these are it if i've said it in the last year one i'm sorry okay so another spooky story this was weird because my grandmother had been sick for quite some time she passed away last year at the age of like 83 Sorry, grandma, if I don't remember exactly. Um, and, I, and I talked a lot about how she, you know, her passing and weird stuff surrounding it in other episodes, such as the number, the episode with the title 999. Oh, there's the AC. That's, that scared me. So my, my grandma was really sick. Um, she was sent home on hospice. She had some sort of heart condition, what they called it basically like heart failure of some sorts amongst other complications she also had dementia and stuff um and the week that she passed away she i was recently told by my mother that she kind of went into a coma she said that she was she told my aunts that she felt she lived with them that she felt really tired and that if they could help her get on the bed and she was gonna go to sleep she was tired and they did they helped her and she took she went, to, she went to sleep and the next day they tried to wake her up and she, she was completely unconscious, but she was still alive and she remained in that sleep-like comas, I was going to say coma, oh my gosh, coma state until she passed away like less than a week later. Um, I know that she was given heavy medications, pain medications for her condition she had a lot of condition just to make her more comfortable in what it would could you know what could be done for her and anyway so the day that my grandmother passed away I was here at home with my husband and my mom called me 
um and she told me you know what you need to i asked her like how's grandma have you been able to see her and she said yes i'm here with her she, my mom did not sound good like well at all um and she told me you know you need to get here you know because i think this is it she's gonna go and i did i went i drove to their house and we went inside there was a lot of people there my um some extended family and my some of my siblings and i was the last second to the last person to arrive and when i arrived obviously was so sad because there was also this i think she was like a nurse or a hospice uh, worker I don't know the ins and out. We were kept in the dark and on that side of things with my grandma. Um, but I was told that uh, she it was like a nurse of sorts uh, that she would be there. She would be there to accompany the family and from with all, all that was going through, like that throughout my grandma until she crossed over, you know. And as soon as I got there, um, my brother, one of my brothers had not arrived yet. And my mom, my sister called him like, you need to get here like now. Like she this is not this is it, you know. So my, as soon as minutes later, probably like 20 minutes later, my brother arrived and we were all there with her uh, around her bedside. Obviously, there were tears and I was, you know, in my head praying for her and asking, you know, if it was her time to, for her to go with grace. I believe in God and I've spoken about this. I believe in like the archangels and I, you know, was praying for her in my mind or yeah and it was really strange because as soon as my brother got there he was the only person missing from the family from like her, my grandmother's grandchildren and daughters and stuff as soon as she got there i started praying obviously and she passed away like right away like i saw her take her last breath and she went and it was as if she was waiting for us to be with her one last time before she left this planet and that was in a way for me that was comforting that we were there with her and you know what this same thing happened with my grandfather with my father's my paternal grandfather um they he died like five six years ago in mexico they lived in mexico they never wanted to move to the u.s whether most of their kids some of them still live over there um and well my grandpa had all um alzheimer's or dementia i think as well and he had other illnesses as well he was older he was probably 90 91 92 and my dad says that my grandpa was taken to the hospital she wasn't well and he was hanging on you know and as soon as my grandmother arrived they say that she told them, I'm here, you know, I'm already here. And as soon as that, she said that he died, like, that was pretty creepy. And it's beautiful, you know, but creepy that they wait for us um, to cross. So that's a spooky story, in my opinion, I think. Another pooky, a pooky, another pooky. Another spooky story comes from my mom. My mom, I don't know, man, that woman has some sort of sixth sense because she's experienced weird things. Okay, so now I now I got a brain freeze. 
shit. Let me think. I'll be right back. And we're back because I, now I remember. All right. So I don't know if I've mentioned this story in a previous episode, but I'm going to tell it again because I think I haven't. So a family member passed away. Um, should I say what it was? Hmm. Okay, my brother-in-law passed away. He passed away years ago, probably like 10 more yeah, like 10 years ago, 11 around there. Um he was involved in an accident, a motorcycle accident. Um and well, my mom says that before he passed, maybe like a month before he passed away, that she had a weird dream, that she had a dream where she was in a field on a dirt road walking down that dirt road and that behind her suddenly she heard the roaring and of a car and in that car she didn't know who it was and who was driving so fast towards her you know that she says she got really scared in her dream she thought she was gonna get run over and when as the car approached she noticed that inside driving the vehicle was the grim reaper in spanish we call the la muerte the death i guess basically the grim reaper and she obviously that scared her to no end in in her dream and suddenly the car swerved right around her and didn't even turn to look at my mother but avoided colliding with her and it kept on driving forward and my mom when she woke up, obviously was freaked out. She kind of, she says that she said a little prayer, like, oh, you know, ward off, whatever that was. She thought that that dream was meant for her, or, you know, or yeah, she thought that dream was meant for her. And unfortunately, she now, after this happened, after my brother-in-law died, she, I guess, realizes that it wasn't, it was a warning that someone else was going to die in the family. And that was, that was my brother-in-law that was creepy talking about my brother-in-law there's another story i think i told this one as well but i don't remember exactly so i'm sorry if i did so my yes i did tell this one but i'm gonna tell you anyway all right so my brother-in-law um had that unforeseen accident we no one could have expected him it that happened he was a young 30 something year old guy full of health and life and whatnot and about maybe two, three weeks before the accident, he had a nightmare where he woke up screaming, a night terror. And my sister told, you know, asked him what's wrong, you know, calm down, you're having a nightmare. And he said, I was dreaming of my grandparents. His grandparents raised him for the majority of his life. He said, I'm, I was dreaming of my grandparents and they were telling me that they were ready for me, that it was, they were waiting for me that I, it was almost my time and that was in a dream i'm getting so many goosebumps and then two three weeks later he died like that's that's a premonition isn't it i don't know a visitation that's crazy i don't know if i want to be told that like i i mean i would want to go and with my parents or my family waiting for me on the other side but i don't know if i want to be told beforehand Unless I'm like very, very like old. I don't know. But that happened. 
That was really creepy. That's a creepy story. All right, so another creepy story happened to me at a cemetery. So when my husband's grandfather died last year, we went to the wake. And the wake was at a, obviously, a funeral. But this funeral was, like, in a cemetery. That cemetery has its own funeral, very nice place. So it was around 6.30, almost 7 p.m. in the evening. And my husband and I decided to go for a walk around the cemetery. You know, it was a very difficult time because his grandpa had died and everyone was there, you know, emotionally, emotional and whatnot. Um, so we walked around my and he pointed out, you know, like, oh, my other grandparents are buried here and my uncle. I think his uncle's name is Michelangelo or was Michelangelo. And, we, and I said, oh, cool, like, show me. Not cool, you know, but jeez, I don't know. And I was like, oh, let's go see. I like cemeteries. I think they're calming. Um, I don't go on walks and through one really or, you know, um, but I pay my respects. Anyway, uh, so we went walking around. We couldn't find the grave. I think he got confused and it was on the other side. But anyway, as we were walking, my husband was walking on my right side. And on my left side, suddenly I heard someone running towards me on the grass. It was the gra- we were walking on the grass and I turned to my left and it was daylight. I mean, the sun was setting and whatnot, but there was nobody there. I know what I heard. It sounded like rustling, like if somebody was running right next to me towards me on the grass. And that was spooky. I told him but he doesn't really like believe me he's just like okay i guess she watches too much youtube um maybe but i mean there's and i've realized now i was thinking about it as i was setting up for this episode that i have had weird things happen to me over the years but usually it's not that i I can hear and i can feel things but i haven't been able to see things with my physical eyes the only thing i have seen with my physical eyes that have been weird was that shadow person that i saw when i went to when we went to see that one house we were thinking of buying that was the only time i've seen it something um but i can hear and i feel things sometimes um and i never thought about that before but now i have well another experience was when we went to new orleans all right so have i mentioned this one Oh, well. Okay, so we went to New Orleans. We went on a tour um, down the French Quarter. They showed us Marie Laveau's house. They showed us Congo Square, which is like two minutes away from Marie Laveau. It's a it's you know, self-titled a square where there was a lot of um, – it has a, it's full of history. A lot of slave trade happened there per the tour guide. And a lot of – he also mentioned that at one point in history when the slavery – was legal that that was the only place where slaves were able to go in a way in quotations freely to dance and and meet and um, mingle that's the word i'm looking for i thought my husband was coming i thought he was outside the door there's nobody there uh, mingle with others which is a weird thing uh, the way i understood the tour guide he was a fascinating character too i can't remember his name 
I'm gonna ask my I'm gonna ask Phil. Um, he mentioned that the slave owners would allow, would allow them. It was like one day a week or one day a month or something of that nature. Sorry if I get some things incorrectly. That they would be taken there and they would, you know, do rituals too. That that place called Congo Square, which I do recommend you go, was very um, well known for voodoo that was done by African people and all that stuff. So let me tell you, when we got to Congo Square, I love history. I majored in it. So it was fine. We were listening to the tour, you know, tour guide looking around. Very nice square. When we, when we got to the point where all of, there's a bunch of statues, if you go or if you Google, you'll see. I started getting this weird sensation, which is like chills down my spine from the crown of my head all the way to my lower back goosebumps like tingles (laughs) and that was really strange and I just felt like the energy there was so intense whether it was good or bad I couldn't tell you oh my dogs keep barking let me go bring them inside because my neighbor always screams at them they don't even bark that much hold on okay and then I'm back they're inside and in my mind I've realized that there's been only several occasions where I felt that type of sensation. Not when necessarily telling a story, aside from when I tell a story and I get goosebumps. No, it's not like that. It's like severe vibration (laughs) from the crown of my head all down my spine and shivers, goosebumps all on my arms. One time was when I had that sleep paralysis dream in my old apartment. I told you guys about it in another episode where I heard three hisses on my right side, like cat hisses, three times. Um, and it, as, as soon as I heard that, I became completely paralyzed and I was so afraid. Like I've never felt fear like that in my life. Well, I felt other types of fear, you know, family health issues, but like physical, like fuck, like that. And I couldn't move and I couldn't scream. That was one time. I started saying the Lord's Prayer in my head and calling on St. Michael and it went away. And I, as soon as I was able to move, I fucking booked it to the room where my husband was sleeping. Um, And that time, well, this is a diversion. And that time, I know that I wasn't asleep because I, I have this bad habit where I like to listen to podcasts or YouTube videos. Instead of having used, I used to do the TV on. I put a sleep timer on the TV, and I'll, you know, I'll go to sleep with the TV on, and then an hour later, it it'll turn off by itself. Now it's I have that habit of listening to podcasts, and I was listening to one a YouTube video, um, and I I could clearly hear what they were talking about, and I knew what they. I was kind of falling asleep, but I could I knew what the topic was at the YouTube video when I heard the hisses, so I feel like I was awake. I'm pretty sure. In, in my sleep paralysis, I've never been, I've never seen anything with my physical eyes. Like a lot of people say they see like figures and stuff. I've never seen. I'll look around the room and I, I, I don't see anything. So I don't know. But anyway, that was one time. Another time was when I we bought this house where I had asked, I don't know, God, my guides to tell me when it was the house for us like to let me know because we had seen so many houses I was so conflicted we put offers on different houses even though I didn't love them entirely and I wasn't 100% sure 
And when we walked into this house, it was the same sensation. Crown of my head all the way to my spine. But I knew that was a good feeling because I knew this was my house. This was it. And here we are. <laughs> and another time was at Congo Square. And also in Marie Laveau's house. So we went to back to New Orleans. We walked from Congo Square to Marie Laveau's house outside of it. Um, and it was like a two-minute walk. And as soon as we were in front of that house, also the tour guide was telling us the history of Marie Laveau and her home and whatnot. And I started feeling the same sensation, just goosebumps and vibrations. <laughs> and I told my husband, you don't feel anything weird? And he was like, no, what are you talking about? But I, so I knew like it, there's something, the energy. So I don't know whether when I feel that the energy is can either be good or bad or conflicting. <laughs> I don't know. But I felt that and you, I, I just knew that there was a lot of energy there. You could feel it. So that was spooky to me, I think, enough to put in this podcast episode. Yeah, I recommend it. All right, let's move on. So another spooky story. My parents' house was built in the 50s. And we lived there from 2000 to present day. Obviously, I moved out years ago and um, have my place of our own, my husband and I. But um, my parents still live there. And that house, it was, it was nice. I had some like, weird experiences. Again, not visually where I saw things, but what I heard and I felt things. One example was when I really started thinking, my one of my dogs she was a chihuahua named Minnie. Minnie, i'm gonna light a candle for you this day of the dead um she was the cutest chihuahua my dad had found her on the street and we adopted her and she was so adorable we had her for like 10 years and when Minnie passed away obviously it was so traumatizing it was years and years ago i think it might have been like in, when did she pass like 2015 2014 i don't know I don't remember. Um, it was really sad when any pet dies, you know, for us, it was really difficult. And I, you know, this, so when this experience happened, time had passed already since her death. It my, maybe le it was less than a year. What was that noise? It was less than a year, but. No, boo. <laughs> that, how many interruptions have there, there been in this podcast episode? This is my dog and my and fell anyway so after Minnie died it might have been a couple of months that I was laying in my room I think I had the tv on maybe it was it wasn't loud because I could you know I had this experience and I heard it um right or, or maybe the tv was off I don't remember but I was laying in my bed and I suddenly hear barking and I I think most owners dog owners learn to distinguish their dog's bark at least I can for the most part I can just you know I remember Minnie's bark exactly I haven't told this story to my family but I remember how her bark you know I lived with it for 10 years um it was a distinct bark and I how many times have I said bark so I heard barking and I suddenly sat up and I knew it was her like I knew it was my dog that died she died of, I think, of old age. I don't know. You know, she was sick. and um, But it sounded like far away, but it sounded in my room. And my room was not big. It was a small room. But I'm sure of it. 
I, I know this happened. It wasn't in my imagination. It did not sound like the dog was outside. It sounded like her inside my room, but kind of far away, like almost as if she was in another, she was visiting me, but was in another from the other side. I don't know how to explain it. And I knew it was her. And obviously I was like, I'm sorry. And I miss you and whatnot. But I knew it was her. That was the only time I've heard of her since. Another creepy story that happened to me a couple of days ago in our house. It scared the crap out of me, dude. So it was probably like, it might have been last weekend. So I let my dogs out in the backyard to go potty and go play for like a half an hour. And then my husband had left. So he went to the gym or to play Pokemon, something of that like that. And he was gone. I was alone inside the house. The dogs were in the backyard. I went to the restroom, the guest restroom or guest bathroom. And I was washing my hands, right, with the door closed. And it's a small restroom. The sink is right across from the door, the entrance. And I was washing my hands when I suddenly hear two knocks, knock, knock like on the door right behind me on the restroom door dude i fucking jumped i jumped and i immediately again i got those same goosebumps from the top of my head all the way down but i was afraid like i was super scared i was like what the fuck was that and i immediately tried to rationalize like maybe it was something else but no i knew i know what i heard it was the two knocks on the on the door right behind me and I even opening the door, I was so scared. I was like, maybe it's my husband. He came back because he forgot something, but he wouldn't knock on the restroom door. Like he would probably call out to me, you know, like, are you in the restroom like that? Like he doesn't have a habit of knocking. And I opened the door and there was no one there, obviously, but it was daylight. It was probably like 4 p.m. <laughs> and um, that was really fucking creepy. I immediately was like trying to cleanse the house. I don't have by just by saying words like, you know, whatever's here, you can't stay, you need to go. Don't scare me, you know. See Michael protect my home. But that was really, really scary. I was like, oh fuck, I hope I don't see something. But um I don't know what that how that came to be. In that restroom, however, I do I there's two mirrors facing each other and I know I've been told that that is bad luck, that that is bad feng shui and bad paranormal wise that because it creates a portal. Um, so there's like this long skinny mirror on the back of the door. And the thing is, I can't take it off. Like I've tried to like just yank it off. It was here when the, we bought the house and I don't like it there. I want to remove it and I haven't been able to do that. And I'm afraid that if I fucking yank it, which I'm, um, I'll probably throw it away anyway, but I don't want to break the mirror, you know, because again, it's dangerous and I've heard it's bad luck too. So it's like, shoot, that's weird and I don't know what to do. Another weird thing that would happen in my parents' house, something, someone, whatever, would always ring the doorbell. Um, and we have that habit, <laughs> like family my brothers and I and sisters that we ring my parents doorbell but we ring it a lot of times we're really annoying sorry it's yeah like ding, 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 ding. you know we have that habit um so hey that's a code so if we ring a lot that means they know it's one of us you know and anyway so when we lived there throughout the years sometimes that would happen like 
they would somebody would ring the doorbell and we would hear it and we would go we would stupidly go and open the door like oh there's no one here and apparently you shouldn't do that um no, i didn't know back then right but now i've now that i am into paranormal and stuff like that i've heard and i've you see on people say that that's when somebody rings your door or knocks on your door don't open it or it knocks on your window don't go look that's you know you can let energy in or spirits or whatever and that would happen that was weird the thing is that house i was told well my parents were told that in like the 70s it was a daycare that at one point that house was turned into a daycare facility like a low-key kind of at at home daycare i guess one of the owners and this was by one of my the other the neighbor next door um that she lived there since the beginning of time <laughs> just kidding but she was she lived there since she was a child and she inherited that house after her dad died um she says that so anyway i'm saying that because my sister says that one time years ago um she says and it's true because i'm going to tell you another story creepy story so or a little anecdote um she says that she was opening the door of the fridge door and when something screamed in her ear like a like a little girl screamed like fucking crazy in her ear and she freaked out you know and she ran she told my parents about it i remember and we were all like maybe you're going crazy you know we didn't believe in stuff like that back then and but she was sure of it and that's also i have told this story somewhere else where remember i I said i think in another episode i was saying a story where i was home alone in that house and I was singing and spinning like an idiot. I was singing some song and I was cooking, I think. And then I saw from the corner of my eye, a little girl run by. And I thought it was my niece. I told her, I'm going to call her Angela. Angela, stop running. Don't run in the house. And I was like, oh, Angela left with my sister. They went to the store. I was by myself. So it's always been in the kitchen and the living room area. Well, for the most part. Another creepy thing was that my grandmother, the one that passed, my mom's mom, years ago, she, years ago, that's the title. Um, She was in the kitchen with my mom and my grandmother was washing dishes. I didn't see this, but my mom told me, I think it was in my room. My mom told me that my grandma was washing dishes. And when suddenly uh, the huge knife flew, it, they don't even know where it came from. I was obviously on the counter somewhere. I was probably laying on the counter that it flew and landed next to my grandma's feet. And they were all like, what the hell? Like that's, that's poltergeist. I didn't see that, but I remember coming out of my room, my mom telling me, and I was like, mom, you're, I think maybe it just fell next to her. She's like, no, that thing was nowhere near. It flew across the kitchen. And I, that was creepy. Another weird thing that would happen in that house was at night, and even to this day, my mom says, like, you you would always hear things coming from the kitchen. Like, you would be falling asleep or, like, in the middle of the night, like, 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning sleep. And I, I'm a light sleeper where I can – I'll wake up very easily, and if I hear anything, I'll hear it, and I'll wake up. So you would always hear the dishes moving around. Like, my mom had this habit of washing the dishes and leaving the clean dishes – in this they have like two sink like sinks like the split sink in one of them the clean dishes in one of them and you would hear randomly here and there something moving clinking the dishes 
And I think to this day, she says that happens. More recently, she says that now she, my sister lives with her, with my mom, my little sister. It's my mom, my little sister, and my dad. And she said that recently, within the year, um, she and my dad were alone. You know, my sister was in, she's in college, so she was off in class. And she heard someone say mom or ma. We have that habit of saying ma in Spanish. Ma, pa, ma, mom, pa, papa, dad. And that they, she heard that and she said, yes. She was like, yes, what do you want? Because obviously my mom answers like that. I'm like, what do you want? You know, in Spanish, she's like, what? Que, que paso? And then she's like, oh, shit, there's nobody here. To the point where she closed the fridge. She was like, why? What do you want? And my dad even heard it. And my mom says that he, she turned towards my dad who was in the dining room table. I guess this came from the from the living room, that voice. Then my dad was like, yeah, I heard that too. So that was, they were freaked out. <laughs> but again, they also say that if somebody calls to you, don't answer. That it's, it's so, you know, people always associate it like, oh, maybe it's a loved one that's departed. Uh, my mom lost a couple of children. Um, she had like a couple of miscarriages and like a stillborn daughter, a twin, my older sister's twin. And so she was like, maybe it was, you know, that baby. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have answered. I don't think they would freak you out like that. But that was creepy. Another spooky story comes from my sister, my older sister. So my older sister was very close with one of my aunts and her and my cousins that are a lot older than I am. So she says this happened in probably the early 2000s. She was at my aunt's house and they were all watching a movie in the living room. She says that when they suddenly, you know, it was light out. So they suddenly, out of the corner of their eye, they all see this like huge shadow that crosses from like the right to the left side outside of the house. Like in the front windows, the windows get blocked. Um... For a couple of seconds, like if someone was walking across the house and they all turned and they were like, who can that be? You know, there was no one else around. They weren't expecting anybody else. So they immediately went outside once they, you know, they waited a couple of seconds. No, the doorbell didn't ring. That was weird. So they went and checked and there was no one there, no one around the house whatsoever. And that was pretty spooky because it was like more than three people that saw that and no one had an explanation. So this other short story comes from my mom. So when my mom was a kid, she used to live with my grandmother and her two younger daughters in Mexico in a tiny village. My mom lost her dad when she was nine. And my grandmother was a widow with three girls, four girls. I forgot about my other aunt, but I think she had moved out since. Anyway, so they used to live in this small little house made of palm trees and sticks. They were severely impoverished. And she says that one night when they were all in bed, she remembers waking up, you know, out of nowhere, but she knows that it was not a dream. So in this house, it was made of, you know, sticks, like I mentioned. So it was basically see-through. You could see everything outside and and vice versa, vice versa. And she saw this huge shadow cross across walk across outside of the house. She got really scared, but she thought it was her dad. who knows if that's true, but she says that was the creepy thing that happened to her that was very, very, very real. 
Okay, this is like the 20th creepy story. I don't know. But okay, this story happened to me when I used to work at a library. So years ago, <laughs> years ago. But yeah, I mean like what, six years ago maybe? Five years ago? I used to work in this library, this one library when I was in, yeah, anyway. And um, I was alone. It was a small library. So I was alone and the lights, I had some of the lights off. I'm really weird. It was kind of, I think it might have been like a lunch break. I don't even know. So suddenly, I, I'm i sitting at the desk trying to calm down, just minding my own business when I suddenly feel like something is touching the top of my head, like hair, like my hair with her hands. Like I feel, I've never, that was the first time I've ever felt such a sensation like they were like stroking my hair and I was like what I immediately was like swatted on you know the top of my head there was nothing there no fly nothing no nothing and it was really creepy and I know what I felt so the, I don't know it was a ghost touching my head in that library too during that and I was there probably for a year maybe um, in that library, I remember one time in front of the desk towards my right, there was a shelf and there ha I had this huge like paper. It was almost like a poster board size paper, but it wasn't a poster material. It was like a big white paper that was just like part of it was like a little bit hanging off the shelf in a weird way. When all of a sudden that edge of that damn paper fucking f not flew like went up. Like, like it was flicked up, like with wind. And it came down and I was like, what? There was no wind, no hardcore AC that was blowing at it. Nothing could have moved it like that. And it was moved. Like it was just like half of it flew up out of nowhere. And it didn't spook me that much. That was weird. But I didn't see anything. And another weird thing that would happen at that library was that towards my left of my desk, there was a small section of books. I would always hear talking. Like I would randomly hear talking and I would, there was nothing there. There was no one, when there was no one there in the library. Um, and I could never hear what they were saying. It sounded more than like, well, but it did sound like it was more than one person, maybe kids, maybe like teens. I don't know. Voices. Um you could hear that and I remember one of my co-workers was like this library I told him about it he's like oh yeah you don't know this like this this place is haunted and I was like sure whatever you know everyone says that <laughs> back then I didn't really I wasn't into paranormal but I was and I had experienced that and I was like yeah sure whatever and he said yeah this place this building used to be um, a furniture store that either that somebody had died that somebody had died there like a man a worker had died years ago probably in like the 70s or 80s or something um i don't think he said it it was a fire i want to say it was it either a fire or was it just like he died during while he was working i don't know but he was saying yeah you you things happen here like they had experienced weird stuff too so it's like no that was creepy it was real, man. And you know what? I've also I've also mentioned that I felt that same kind of hair touching lightheadedness. More than that, like a lightheadedness. And I felt I felt that in church a couple of times during mass. And I felt that at a friend's house who says his house is haunted, who 
one of one of my husband's friends that he remember the guy that told me that he would see spirits um him at his house i felt it and it was almost like when i felt that lightheadedness almost like something was touching my hair in those occasions i felt like like my energy was drained i don't know it was really weird where else have i felt that i think that was it those were spooky stories Oh, yeah. And with that, we conclude our creepy stories of 2023. I hope it wasn't too much of a shit show, and I hope you enjoyed it and aren't too creeped out. I hope you have a happy Halloween. We're supposed to get some cold weather um, Monday and Tuesday because Halloween is Tuesday. Um, if you celebrate Day of the Dead, oh, I forgot to talk about it. I'm going to have an altar. I've never, I've, never had one by myself my mom has put one when you used to be at her house but um i'm gonna have one basically watch coco that's how it works the day of the dead also i was watching on tiktok that some girl i think she was like from spain said that the pan de muerto the day of the dead bread that is traditionally made in like mexico and put it on the altars is made of dead people <laughs> like what the fuck i think it was ugh. Spanish people. No offense if you're from Spain. <sighs> anyway, that's not the case. It's not made of dead people. But um, yeah, so if you want a clear little concise history on Day of the Dead, just watch the movie Coco and grab some tissues because you might cry if you have a heart. Um, yeah, so basically you make a little altar and if you don't have an altar, you could I'm gonna use my foyer table. Um I'm gonna I bought a candle, I bought some um i have a photo of my grandma you put the pictures of all your deceased loved ones and on the day of said festival which is i think is i think my mom says she lights in november october 31st but officially day of the dead is november 1st they said it's november 1st for children spirits child spirits and november 2nd for adults um the flower of Day of the Dead is a marigold. In Spanish, we call it the Sempasuchil, I think. It's a little orange, little flower. Um, you could adorn your little altar with anything you want, flowers. Uh, some people put, um, like, the their loved one's favorite food. Like, if they loved coffee, they'll brew a cup of coffee and put it there. They'll put fruit, bread, sweets, um, little candles, um, yeah, and if you don't have pictures of your loved ones, you could write their names and just put it there or just say a little prayer and put a little candle like you know this is for them it is said that on the day of the dead november 1st through 2nd i think october 31st through 2nd november 2nd they walk and visit us my mom usually puts like bread sweet bread or which is called pan dulce or um we've made day of the dead pan de muerto a couple of times or she puts bananas or fruit and water glasses of water um and lights a candle says a prayer for them you know it's really strange because it's very it's a very um pre-spaniard kind of thing celebration oh, maybe we should do another episode about this that would be kind of fun never okay bye all right so with that said this concludes our creepy stories of 2023 happy halloween hope you have a wonderful time if you do celebrate it hope you didn't get too spooked out with my messy stories 
Um, what are your plans for Halloween? I'm not going to dress up. Honestly, I never dress up. I wish I did and I was more festive, but I'm such a Debbie Downer. I'm like Squidward. However, I am going to give candy out this year because last year it fell, it falls during the weekday, which sucks. So, but this year I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give out candy. So I bought a big bag of candy. Um, I have a little bit of decorations outside, not too much. And I'm going to give out candy. See how that goes. I'm also going to make a, have a little barbecue, um, carne asada outside. It's basically a barbecue, Mexican barbecue um, in the evening and invited my family um, to come while we give out candies. Um, last year, it was fun because we w- took our doggies on a walk, my husband and I, around the neighborhood. And nobody on our street gave out candy, like really a bunch of grouches. But the neighborhood down the street that is like in a little, it's a fancy new neighborhood. It's like like high end, I guess. Our neighborhood's from like the 80s. <laughs> but it's a cute neighborhood. Our neighborhood's beautiful. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Maybe somewhere, that's my chair making noises. Don't think I'm like passing gas or something. Um, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Um, well, maybe if we didn't have our cop neighbor next door, the little bitch. Anyway, um, he's a jerk. He's my arch nemesis, apparently. Just kidding. Um, yeah, the neighborhood down the street is a new neighborhood, and they're all like super nice and super like they're like high end rich houses in quotations. So they, we went walking down that side, and they all gave candy. Like everyone was outside. Um, if de- the that neighborhood was decorated to the nines, very cool. I loved it. But nobody in our neighborhood, bunch of older people, I guess. Man, I don't know. <laughs> My husband says because we're Republicans in this neighborhood. I don't know. He's like, I'm like, how do you even know that? He's like, haven't you seen all the signs they put? I was like, mm, no. But I guess I need to take a look. Um, but yeah, no one in our neighborhood gave candy, so I'm like, I'm gonna give out candy. Yeah. So I'll let you know how that goes. And with that said, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.